worry about it, okay? It's gonna be the perfect wedding. I hope so. Girl, you know Darnell and I have been through so much recently, and I just want this renewal to be a fresh start for us. Uh-huh. You know, there's one more thing that would make it absolutely perfect. I was gonna ask you to be one of my bridesmaids. Oh. <laughs> that is so sweet. Wow! <laughs> My 14th stint as a bridesmaid. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, hell yes. Welcome to Oh, Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Uh, We are the official podcast of the TV show Girlfriends. You know, that sitcom that aired from 2000 to 2008 that's now on Netflix. You know, you know, y'all know. But uh, I am Nettie, and with me is the classist and egregious to my (laughs) ghetto fabulousness. It is Etsy Rowe. Hello, Etsy. Hi, how are you? How are you guys doing today? Oh, she's trying to sound all innocent and stuff <laughs> like she like she's all non-classist and egregious. No, I'm kidding. You're totally cool. You're totally cool. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Never a Bridesmaid, uh, air date November 27th, 2000. Writers Timmy Akinyemi and Mara Brock Akil. And guess what? What? Today is our 10th episode. Woo! We made it this far. Who who woulda thunk we made it this far? Uh. Hey. God, what a milestone. Yeah. And guess what? We're not even halfway through this, the first season, but we made it this far. Amen. That's right. So, yes, uh, we're going to talk about Never a Bridesmaid. But before that, as always, we have a few tweets uh, from uh, last week's episode, Fried Turkey. That's the Thanksgiving episode where Preston Hall came through and ma- made his presence felt. So uh, let's see. Let's see what the people were saying about Fried Turkey. What are the girls saying? All right. Lavonne P. Hope I'm saying that right. She says, watching the Thanksgiving episode where Joan sees Kelsey Grammer at the restaurant and he's giving me soul, honeys. Kelsey is one of those white men who missed his calling to marry a black woman. Whoo. Hashtag girlfriends. I don't know if he got that much sauce, but all right. (laughs) If you think that, that's fine. A lot of seasoning, sure. (laughs) Fab Fresh Handfly says, Joan really tried frying a turkey with no instructions. Google has brought us a mighty long way. It has. It really has. And YouTube tutorials as well. So mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. It's a different world. It's a different world. She was doing it blind. She was just going to just throw the shit in the fucking pot I mean, without no protection. I think all they had she, was cookbooks. And even then, like. Yeah, it can't tell you. It doesn't tell you everything because it can't account for every small detail that might be different mm-hmm. from your kitchen to their kitchen. So, And lastly, Mr. PKW. Girlfriend, season one, episode nine, Joan and that guy rubbed oil on this turkey and no one washed their hands. Are we supposed to infer that they did? Good call. Mm. Good call. They did not wash their hands. That's a good observation. Not before, not after. They just they just put the oil on the hand, started rubbing down the fucking turkey. I I guess, uh, you know, TV world, it would take too long to just have them in a scene washing their hands. hands, Yeah, taking up too much screen time. Yeah, they need those minutes for something else, like Preston Hall introducing himself or some shit. (laughs) So, yeah, I did notice uh, that they didn't wash their hands, especially in the pandemic. We're going to notice shit like that a lot more nowadays in these episodes. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, Etsy, what did you think of this episode? I was thoroughly entertained. It's one of my favorites so far. I love it. Yeah. Joan was, uh, we get our first taste of Joan being kind of, mm, Joan? Mm-hmm. I guess it's not the first taste. She's she's shown herself to be a little uh, not for oh. the people. <laughs> a little bougie. <laughs> a little bougie. Yeah, but there's a, there's a way to be bougie, but not like bringing others down. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, even in a situation, I mean, we'll talk about it, but you got to kind of let other people be who they are instead Mm -hmm. of imposing what you think is your 
you know, self-righteous and highly favored environment on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So before we get to the intro, which you're going to be reading, we have a review. And do you have that? We love a good review. Thank you, guys. You're so amazing. OMG. So shout out to Honey Bear. Honey Bear dollar sign nine. She says, love it. She gave us five stars. And she says that she loves how these two break down the episodes. So accurate and hilarious. Oh, thank you, Honey Bear. Thank you, Honey Bear. And you know what? If you're not a she, you're also cool. Oh, my bad, Honey Bear. <laughs> I, just, I just assumed. <laughs> if you are Honey Bear and you are he, shout out to you. You are the shit. And thank you so much for, uh, for letting us know. That we're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you for that. Appreciate you. Anyone else who wants to write a review, remember, we'll be reading it on the show. If you'd like us to, go ahead and add your name and we'll say that on the air. All right. So, Etsy, give us this cold open. Yeah. So, we see Maya and Joan in her apartment, and we are introduced to the fact that Maya is renewing her vows in Joan's mm-hmm. house. Not her apartment, her house. So yep. Joan is pretty much doing some type of dress rehearsal of a sort without any other people. And she's telling Maya <laughs> she's telling Maya where to walk, what she should do, what other people are gonna do during it. And it's 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 kind of like a foreshadowing of what's to come later in the episode because Joan is saying a lot and Maya isn't really she's saying much. She's frantic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very. Mm-hmm. So then um, Lynn walks in and she sees them, you know, rehearsing and Maya's like, girl, you're doing a lot. I, I don't remember the exact words that she said, but she's pretty much like, you're doing a lot. And Lynn goes, well, she usually makes me the, the groom, so you should be happy. Yeah. <laughs> when she when she typically was it, I guess she's rehearsing it. So she typically does this with Lynn and Lynn plays the groom any other time. So Maya actually got the good end of the stick in this one. Yeah, it was really desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, was desperate. desperate. That's the word. That's the word. Go ahead and do your do your singing note. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so Joan is like. She's really taken on this burden of like, I want Maya's wedding to be perfect, but I'm sitting here like, who is it reflecting on? Like, what are you getting out of this? You're not, you're not a designer. You're not a uh, a wedding planner. So it's not like you're trying to get a five star rating out of this so you can use it to get other jobs. What is what is this? She's living vicariously through Maya. That's what it is. Right, right. But she wouldn't say that, of course. She's she's like, no, I just want Maya's special day to be so great, but. You're mm-hmm. not listening to Maya. We're going to get to that. Um, at this point, uh, the next... Well, we come back from the um, the the intro, and Joan is, you know, being very wedding crazed because she's, like we said, busy living through Maya. And Joan says she's two years past her target date for marriage, which is actually four years when you count in the courtship aspect of it. And we find out that in this whole wedding planning situation, Maya only has $600 to make this wedding great. Um, cool. That could work, I guess. If I mean, I don't know how that stuff works, but if her people are making all the shit, oh, yeah, you yeah. can save some money. If you say that, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. Her, her cousin making, or her auntie making the cake, her mom's making the dresses. Sure, sure. Make the decorations, um, child. Make everything. Yeah, you can get Jabari to make some macaroni decorations and shit. You know, kids like that paper mache bullshit. Look cute. <laughs> <laughs> so Jones said not to worry about the money because with a couple extra dollars from her and a little bit of creativity and imagination, they're going to make it the most awesome ever. It'll be Jones' wedding gift. So sweet. And Maya's like, oh my God, you're so good to me. And when she said that, I knew it was going to go down. Mm. Because they always set you up. They set you up real high up here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they can they can let it fall, you know. This is the call to action, kind of. So we're setting up Joan being this great friend so we can knock her the fuck down midway through the episode. <laughs> Maya throws out some other ideas, but um, Joan pivots to talk about the cake. Um so we're already seeing kind of like some uh, resistance from Joan. And she offers up this chocolate raspberry ganache. 
that she wants to get Maya. Maya's like, nah, 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 nah. Shout out, shout out to my aunt. She makes the best pound cake. Which sounds good to me. Yeah, mm. that's fine mm. to me. I mean, you put some frosting on that right. motherfucker. Like, that's a cake. Yeah. That's a cake to me. <laughs> and Joan <laughs> breaks the fourth wall and says, everyone's standing in a circle eating pound cake. It's a <laughs> wedding, not a hands across America bake sale. <gasps> okay, Joan. Okay. You know I want to like you, Joan. I really do. Hands really across do. America, child. She took it back. <laughs> Took it back to the what, 80s? Yeah, the 80s. Uh, Joan plays it off and says she doesn't want um, Maya's aunt to go through all the trouble of making the cake. But she really just don't like that idea because she thinks it's ghetto. Mm-hmm. We know. And Maya calls it like she sees it. She's like, it seems like you're cutting down all of my ideas. And Joan's like, no, no, no. You know, she's talking about, I just really care and everything like that. But Maya's trying to put a big importance on making sure her family is a part of this whole thing, whether it's her aunt or play cousin mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, in this wedding because her and Darnell didn't have a regular wedding to begin with. They went to, I think, the courthouse or some shit. Mm-hmm. So nobody was there. So she wants to bring everyone in and make sure that everyone has a hand in it and make it special. Mm-hmm. And also she wants to save her marriage because she know her man is cheating. Uh, with Cecily, and she thinks that doing this vow renewal will remind him that he's married. Child. <laughs> These niggas will marry you at 2 p.m. and fuck another bitch at 8 p.m., Maya. That ain't gonna, <laughs> that ain't gonna save it, but go ahead now. <laughs> That's what Maya thinks. And she also asks Joan to be her bridesmaid. And it's like, oh, Super sweet. Yeah, and Joan accepts. Breaks the fourth wall and Let's us know that it's her 14th time being a bridesmaid. Mm. Where them girls at? That's what I'm saying because I feel like I've only been to what? Two weddings in my entire life? Bitches out here getting married like that? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess the fuck so. Okay. So the fitting for the brides- bridesmaid dresses are going to be at Maya's apartment. And Maya's mom is making the dresses. Oh, there's a funny thing where uh, Maya's talking about how to get to her house. And she's like, if you pass Compton High, you've gone too far. Mm. So she lived in the ghetto ghetto. I so. didn't realize she lived in the hood, like, until this yeah. episode. Uh, well, did they mention it in other, way, other places? I guess not. They didn't mention other episodes. Um, I mean, they do say that, like, she's not as... Um, well off as Joan but I didn't know that meant hood like I just thought that she wasn't making money money true true same here um but Joan's like kind of nervous to go to the hood and she asks where are there any colors she should avoid wearing you know because of the gangs and (laughs) she says yeah white it's after Labor Day (laughs) and that gets a chuckle um I'm gonna have you talk about what's going on with Tony because I feel like you can explain this better so Tony is sitting down at the restaurant with Lynn, um, yeah. and then she sees a white woman with a black guy in the back of the in the, in the back of them at eight four seven, which is their residential yeah. restaurant for the show. And she goes, "What is going on with the brothers and them? You know, dating white women." And Lynn is like, "What do you mean? You act like you've never been with a white guy?" And then she goes, "Yeah, because there's no black men. That's why I do it." So they go back and forth a little bit talking about how black men only fuck with what fat white girls or something. Yeah, he's they're like um Lynn says I think she's pregnant. No, and Tony's like, "Well, that's the only way that a white man or no, a, a black guy is so desperate to date a white woman that he'll even date a pregnant one or something like that." Mm, yes. Oh, that's like, what Tony. And I was just like, "Damn, I mean, there were some facts made, <laughs> but so William comes over, right? Because apparently mm-hmm. sitting down eating by yourself, is that seen as like not cool or something? Yeah, I didn't get that. We're going to pause on that. Um, I, is that Was that a 2000s thing? Or? I don't know, chill. It could have been because they knew him and they were like, why aren't you just sitting with us? Mm. If you're going to come here by yourself. Maybe that was the case, but mm. sitting by yourself, maybe that that's not a thing. Maybe that wasn't a thing back then. Maybe that was embarrassing. Like, no, no, chill. When I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Yeah, they're still gonna serve me if I'm by myself. I don't <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Like, they're not gonna turn me away. Anyway, continue. 
So yeah, so William goes on his little corny guy rant and he's like, well, it's because the sisters, they want someone with a little bit more edge, with a little bit more attitude. And he says that when he dates white women, him being black is just enough edge. He doesn't have Mm -hmm. to do anything else edge wise. And he goes on a rant about him being corny to the sisters. I'm an eligible black man. I've got formidable assets and a clean blood panel. And yet black women aren't into me because I'm I'm not dangerous. I'm not a not a baller or a shot caller. She's like, why are you blaming the sisters for that? Like they always want to blame the sisters. Because <laughs> black women aren't checking for you. It's our problem. It's our fault. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Hot take. I just love how they say sisters <laughs> instead of just black. Wait, just why, generally speaking. What, what's, I could people be What's like, I always want to blame the sisters. Like, we yeah. not sisters, girl. We're not. No. W- what are uh, we? Is that uh, not a term people use anymore? Am I? I don't am know. I late? It, it seems a little bit outdated. Do people still say that in twenty twenty? The sisters. I, well, it didn't strike me as like a non twenty twenty word. No, like the term, like to refer to. Other yeah, black women. I, I don't see like when we were talking a few episodes earlier about the word hoochie, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not a word we use anymore. Mm. Um, I didn't think that about sisters. Mm. I didn't think that at all. What's another word you would use for besides sisters? What's a, what's a um, um, apart from black? Um, let me see. Damn, what is another word I would use for it? Homegirl? Nah, you can have white homegirls. <laughs> you can. You can have what? white sisters. Yo, you make me sound so white the way you be talking to me sometimes. <laughs> Y'all, I'm totally African-American, I swear. I know you can't see us, but we're both black. <laughs> we're and both black, some of these words she be using and some of these things she questions me on, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know. Yo, listeners, let us know. Hit us up, Twitter, at Hell Yes Girl. Let us know. Do people use the word sisters to refer to black women anymore? I don't know. Actually, no. Do black people still use it? Because when white people use anything that makes it seem like, no, you're not allowed to use that. I can't imagine white people saying sisters without sounding sounding very like... Like dumb? Not just dumb, but like you're trying to appropriate, you know. That is up their lane. Sisters. You know, they they say it like sisters. They'll say sis. Oh, yeah, that's, that's one, but that's... Yeah, that's something that we say, but it's short for sisters. But white girls say sis. Yeah, they be saying sis, child. You, you, ha- you wasn't on Twitter when that whole thing came about. When it's like some girl was like, "Oh, why are people using Chile or whatever the fuck?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I saw and that. I, ooh, why are people saying Chile? Like, girl, it's child. that was around the Wu Ch- Wu Chile movement. They should just y'all should. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to say that words can't. There are words that can't be said by black by white people, but. Honestly, I think y'all need to let us handle the slang. You see what happens when you try to appropriate another community's terms of endearment and things of that nature. You don't know how to motherfucking pronounce the shit. Yeah, you just look dumb. You just look dumb as hell. Woo Chile? Like, what the fuck? Woo Chile. Or when people are saying, like, people are saying, like, oh, it's this for me. Oh, it's that, that for, for me. me. Girl, what? Like, they're saying that now. Like, like, and yeah. they don't even say it right. Right, right. And they just, they just hear it a few times. They're like, okay, now I'm going to add that to my vocab. <laughs> and you're not even using it right. And we don't got time to teach you. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't use We're not it at teachers. All. I'm not a teacher. I don't know. Just I, stay away from it. Y'all got tons of words. Why do y'all need ours? I don't like <laughs> when people outside of the community say stuff like that to me. Like, when non black women call me sis, it's very very annoying it's just like is that like a a a low-key nig yeah that's what i'm saying like when i that's what we're saying with the word sisters sisters it's like can you imagine a a white person saying that the way we say it because i feel like anytime they would say that it would sound like you're trying to like shade us low-key just kind of like hey sister girl yeah something like that like you're trying to be like you're trying to sound black by saying it Mm mm-hmm Especially with the with without the er, like why would you say er anyway? But like sister, when you say sister, and I know you don't talk like that anyway. Mm-hmm. They're trying to relate. <laughs> that's to what me. I'm like. 
or yeah. like to us. Oh, I, I hate say. that when they come to you and try to like just slang you out of your mind, like. <laughs> Like, yo, what's like, good, yeah, girl, yeah, yeah. sis? My good sis? Like, just say hello. Hey, home girl. I'm good with that. How you doing? Home girl. It's or, the that know, for it's... me. Like, girl, you done put all the slang <laughs> that you done heard. All in one sentence, one two, paragraph. Yeah, within like... the two minutes you done met me, girl. Just say, hey, keep it pushing, child. <laughs> Lord. Oh, but, but yeah, so... That's that's what William's doing. He's pretty much saying that uh, black women don't check for him, and he has met a white woman in his condo. That that's usually why they you know black guys date white women is because they are in their spaces, whereas you know there's not a lot of black women in this the spaces of a successful black man. So um, that's what William was implying. I'm not saying I'm not co-signing on that shit. I'm just doing a podcast, girl. That's a cop out, Shell. <laughs> it is. It is. There's other ways to meet black women. No, nah, it's back up because like it's actually inaccurate. Because like if you actually look at who's making more, it's black women. So if there's anybody who would have a hard time finding the opposite gender of the same race within their status, it would be black women. Well, William says here is um, <laughs> that black men may, may date white women because they live in the same condo or something like that. So that's how they meet in those spaces. And all the girls are looking at him disapprovingly. And he's like, no, it's just for fun. It's just a little slap and tickle. Oh, that's nothing serious. You know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but that's the scene of them at 847. And then next we are at Maya's apartment for the fitting and we see Darnell and Jabari. We still got uh, Flex playing Darnell. His days are not up yet, but his days are numbered. I don't know what episode he kicks the bucket. Not literally, but I don't know what episode it is. But yeah. right now we got Flex. And they on Vivim. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're playing around. And Maya's mother is in the scene. We meet her. And she's making the dresses. Maya introduces Joan to her mother. And everything's going well. You know, it's a typical when you meet a bunch of black women at the same time. You know, you all talk to each other and be like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. You look so young. I love your shirt. You got a fat ass. Like, things like that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Joan says that Maya and her mom look like sisters. And they really do. They really do. Mm -hmm. And her mom makes a joke like, well, yeah, I had Maya when I was two. So, and it was in all the newspapers. You should have seen it. <laughs> it's really, really, like, relatable. I, I feel like... We've been in situations like that. That's how we it meet be. people and just joke around, and that's how you, yeah. Um, Joan gets all settled and she pulls out the order sheets for everything that she's paid for. Let's see. The flowers have been ordered. Mm -hmm. um, the menu is all set, mm -hmm. and I managed to get the champagne at cost. Champagne? Mm -hmm. Girl, you are going crazy! Oh, don't worry about it. I guess it's nice to have rich friends. <laughs> And the way Joan keeps, like, like doling out all this money, it's really great. I love how Maya says, it's nice to have rich friends. It really is. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know, but... Um, I ain't gonna hold well, you. Well, damn. I bet it is. For everything. Go ahead. Cut that And she's your boss. Okay. So then Maya says, I can't wait for you to see your dress. <laughs> and her mom's making the dresses. <laughs> and that material. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. But Joan looks over at her cousin who's getting like her uh, her dress like fitted and everything. She's like, does it look anything like that one? And everyone starts to laugh because the dress is a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like these dresses are a lot. They're very loud. They're they're loud. They're you want to be seen in this. Yeah, this dress is weird. I can say that. Mm -hmm. Would you say weird? I would definitely wedding. just say it's it's a bit inappropriate for a wedding it's just really it gives me like more of a party girl vibe yeah like a club yeah and then the material chair <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. okay <laughs> so yeah so we have Maya's cousins and a play cousin in this scene with her as well and uh, Maya's like no your dress isn't gonna look like that all our dresses are designed based on each girl's personality so um to me, it looks very over the top, very ghetto fabulous. Um, Joan's not feeling that. And we can see it on her face. Mm -hmm. Maya's mom brings over 
Jones dress. <laughs> and I mean, it's cool, but I mean, it's not bad, Mm-mm. but it looks kind of like sixth grade mm-hmm. dance kind of thing. And Jones pretending to be all for this dress. She's pretending. She's trying. Mm-hmm. But they can see it all over her face that she's pretending. And the mama says, well, you know, you could just let us know what you want us to fix. Yeah. And as sweet as that sounds, you can hear a little bit of a tinge of like, bitch, shut the fuck up in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so the it's a drop it. of it. Yeah. It's like, okay, girl, yeah. like what you want? It's a sprinkle. Yeah. So <laughs> she's just like, oh, I thought the dresses will look a little more classic considering the wedding, you know, everything else in the wedding. And Joan's like, basically, yeah, how about if we, like, fix this and we minimize this, tossed out this shiny piece and put this as the trim, yada, yada. And Maya says, well, then why you at it? Why don't you buy a whole new dress? I mean, because yeah. you apparently don't like this one, child, at all. May as well. And one of the private maids talking about some, I can't, I don't got no money for no, I don't got no more money for a $50 dress. And but, but, Joan's like... I'll pay for it. What were we going to say? The dress is only $50. I guess that's, Th- what, that's, she said. <laughs> that's what she said. Lord. Um, but Joan's like, don't worry about it. I'll pay for like the the money to change the dresses. And I'm like, okay, it's cool that you're paying for everything, but you're changing everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what comes with the Like you're not check. paying for stuff that they're asking for. You're like, since I have the money... I can change all of this. Instead of going, what do you guys need? I'll pay for that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's using her money as a way to impose only what she wants. Mm-hmm. She's using and it when you as, have money. as a power. Mm-hmm. As power. And Joan pulls out a magazine to show um, examples of Vera Wang and says that Maya's mom, Jeanette, can not make some knockoff Vera Wang styles for the wedding. And I'm thinking, so you're saying that her mom's going to have to start from scratch and make all new dresses for everybody? Mm. Like, why are you giving her more work, Joan? Right. You may as well pay for a designer. You can pay for someone to make that. Don't make Maya's mom redo everything she's done. Do everything she done did. I love when Joan says, you know, Vera Wang is a premier designer. And they're like, we know. We know who Vera Wang is. We don't only know FUBU. Ha! <laughs> For us, by us. <laughs> Maya was, oh, Golden Brooks, this is your episode. This yes. is your first of many episodes right here. We're going to get to you. We're going to get to you. She is that girl. But Joan, 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 this is not your wedding. This is not your wedding. This is not your situation. This is Maya's wedding. So Joan is acting like this is all going to fall on her shoulders if this wedding isn't perfect. Well, to her standards, perfect. But it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Not about you. This isn't Project Run- Runway. You are not trying to get into the finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've, you can tell I've never seen that show. Mm-hmm. You ain't hiding. Uh, it's kind of like when you're um, when you're on a show when you're doing like a part. You're like you're acting or something, or you're doing background, and they take you to a fitting and they give you clothes to wear. It may not be what you want to wear, but it's what it's what the show Needs. and the vibe is presenting. Mm-hmm. Like. There's been times where I've been in fittings and they're putting you in stuff for, for a scene in your light. And you're thinking, like, I would never wear this in real life. But mm-hmm. because this is the vibe they're going for, that's what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. That's what, all that matters. And I think that's what Joan should be doing here. Like, mm-hmm. if she wants a ghetto-ass wedding, let, let her, her ghetto-ass ghetto wedding. Let her do her thing. Or whatever you want to call it. Can yeah. we talk about the fabric of them dresses? Yeah. Was that the Ordenza? That's what it was about? called? The Velvet? I thought they kept uh, saying Ordanza. Ordanza. Yeah, it's given me. Or, or excuse me, Organza. Organza. That's the name for it. That's what they were kept saying. That's what I wrote down. Chad, it's looking like um, the Juicy Couture. Oh. <laughs> it does. <laughs> In a dress. Very early 2000s with the velvet. Very early 2000s. That was when you had like the JLo velour suits and everything like that. Velvet and velour were very big. Mm-hmm. I miss them. Bring them back. I don't know if they'll work now. I mean, I did see, I'm not going to lie, I saw a promo with Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian mm. where they were modeling velour suits for some brand, like some updated brand, like maybe like a month ago. It mm. looked really good. I don't know what brand it was. It might have been Kim's own brand, but it looked really good. <laughs> so I, uh, I might, I might. 
We'll see. But Joan just like, listen, I'm just trying to make the wedding more tasteful. Ooh. I'm like, what? Who said it wasn't tasteful? Shots fired. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you want to make it more tasteful? Don't come. Ooh. Income ether beat. Mm. Oh, yeah. You want me to drop it? <laughs> Maybe I should drop it in the other scene where she's in the office. Mm. When she's tearing her off. That's a good one. Ooh. I might have to do that. She's like, you can't uninvite me to the wedding. It's at my house. And Maya says, well, and I know damn more. Shit. Maya leaves the room, and Maya's mom walks Joan to the door and says, listen, my baby was too tasteful to want to say this, but get out. Get Joan out. picks up her stuff and leaves. And I love how Tracy plays his part. She looks mad defeated and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, very embarrassed. And she leaves. Mm-hmm. And we're back at Joan's house before she gets there, because I forget. I keep forgetting that Lynn lives there, so she has access to the house, and so she invites people over. Like, whenever I see Lynn there, and then Joan walks in, I'm like, girl, how did you get in her house? I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm like, how did you get in there? <laughs> but I'm like, oh shit, she lives there. Um, but Tony is with Lynn, and they're going through magazines. Tony's pointing out all the celebrities, male black celebrities, and their significant others who are of other races. Cuba Gooding Jr. and his white wife. <laughs> Wesley Snipes and his Asian woman. And Kobe Bryant with his whatever she is, she's not black. Lynn says, what are you reading, Mixed Marriage Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> and Tony's like, no, we need to make a plan to help William out and get him back into the fold, the black fold. So they make a plan to be William's dates to Maya's wedding. So all the black women can think that he's the shit. <laughs> Is that how we operate as, as black women? Child, no. <laughs> we see a black man with two black women on his arm. We're like, oh shit, he must be about something. Not William. Are we simple like that? <laughs> it's going to take a little more for William, though. William had to come in with... Guns blazing. <laughs> two women on his arm. Maybe some jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, his credit score um, on display. <laughs> his, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. His uh, his, salary, his salary tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> so Joan comes in and she tells Tony and Lynn about what happened. She's super pissed. You won't believe what Maya just told. She's not having the wedding here anymore. What happened? I don't know. She went nuts on me. I simply suggested that we change the bridesmaid dresses. Okay, Maya didn't just go crazy out the blue. Right. Like, she kind of, she she buries the lead a little bit. Tell the truth, Joan. But she's like, they're like, why? why? Why is this happening? She's like, well, I suggested that we change the bridesmaid's dresses. And she, they're like, why? And she's like, because they were ugly. I was like, shit. Shit. Oh, damn. Tell them how you really feel, Joe. Shit, right. And I'm like, shit, you a bad friend. And you telling all the other friends about what you think of her dress? Like, they ain't finna go back and tell her? Right. Wait, no, because um, Maya is Joan's friend. And Tony and Lynn is Mm. also Joan's friend. So maybe not. Good call. Good call. And she's like, I love Maya, but sometimes her taste is an issue. For who? And that's what Lynn says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, for me. And Tony's like, well, her, her taste has always been an issue for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Tony, Tony hates Maya. Um, and Lynn's like, Joan, whose wedding is it? And Joan says, it's my yes. <laughs> she's like, yo, I threw all my money toward this wedding and Maya should be more appreciative. Excuse me? I'm giving me? her the wedding of her dreams. See, this is what it is. Having a friend with money is a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because they can use that money to help you and be a great friend. Or they can use that money to show or make you think that they're better than you. To really control you. Like in any relationship. That too. Yeah. Yeah. And Lynn's like, no, you're giving her the wedding of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Joan says, my dreams, her dreams, whatever. It's, it's a, a dream, dream wedding. wedding. 
And Tony, Tony pretty much sums up the whole thing. Like, if Maya wants to have a ghetto fabulous wedding, let her have that wedding. Mm-hmm. It's hers. That's real talk. Let her have it, y'all. Even if you're footing the bill. Yes. Because that's fuck? your friend. So you're paying, you want to pay for your friend's wedding, pay for your friend's wedding, but don't pay to change it. She wants you to wear a paper sack. As a bridesmaid, you wear that fucking paper wear sack. Wear that paper sack, girl. Beat your face, put a bill on it, and call it a day. Exactly. That's what she wants. Mm-hmm. So the girls let her know she wallin', and Joan agrees to back off this wedding situation with Maya. And it sucks. I was thinking when I saw this, I was like, it sucks that they had a fight, like her and Maya, because they got to go to work together the next day, you know? And not just that, like... Joan isn't that type of person, but Maya is... Joan is Maya's boss, so that could lead to some conflict. Yeah, I was thinking that Maya could just totally be bad at her job on purpose, not give her any of the uh, dates that she puts in her book, Mm -hmm. give her the wrong dates just to be petty, not write certain things down. I mean, there's so much access and control that Maya has at that job that she could actually sabotage Joan just to be petty now she's gonna get so, fired yeah she do you think joan's not gonna realize why maya's doing this no and the fact that and I, I, I don't think joan would fire her or any do any shit like that but i'm just saying this is an option mm-hmm. so then joan apologizes okay yeah you want to talk about the scene or what no nah, you can talk about it and then i'll put in my seasoning <laughs> okay <laughs> so joan apologizes to maya and she's like I imposed my wedding vision on you, and that was completely unfair. So if you want to have the pound cake, the circle of friends, the dresses, whatever, I'm okay with it. Okay? I mean, let's just, let's just do this and make the best of this wedding. The best of this wedding? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> Why does she keep saying these little, these are little microaggressions, aren't they? Absolutely. Very classic They are like the, let's, um... Let's make it more tasteful. Mm-hmm. Let's if this is the wedding that you want. Let's make the best of this wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do what we can with, with with what we have. Right, right. Yeah. And so, those are the little things that's like I don't know if Joan's doing it on purpose. I don't think she is. The way that it's played is that she's just saying the stuff without realizing what she's saying. Yeah. But Maya catches her on it and is like, "Make the best with what we got." Like. And she comes up and she she just tells her off a little bit and says, you know what? You don't see my ideas as equal to yours. You see them as lesser. And because of that, you're classist and egregious. Classist and egregious? What? What? You surprise little get a girl news big words like that? And Joan really does sound like a rich girl that's looking down on the poor girl. Mm-hmm. She also says something like, Maya, I'm trying to show you a new way of life. Oh, my God. When she said that, oh, my God. But Maya says to the class as an egregious comment, I had to learn words like that early because there's a lot of people that think like you. Mm -hmm. And Joan's like, wait, I'm not doing this to be a certain way. This isn't any different from me uh, from when I got you into the paralegal course or when I gave your family the museum pass. Or when I bought you the shirt you're wearing. Oh, damn. She said on your back. Damn. That shirt on your back is from me. I put the clothes on your back. Maya's like, listen, I was a full person before Miss Booker T came and decided to pull me from my bootstraps. Now, the way Golden delivers these lines, I don't know who did whatever to her, but she's pulling from it. Yeah. She She really is. Joan deserved it. I ain't gonna lie. I love me some Joan, but... She tried it. She was, she tried it. And, and Joan barely gets a word in edgewise. <laughs> she's so stunned. <laughs> but she's like, I've known, um, she says, you've known me for a year and you've only been to my house once. Maya is in the middle of taking her shirt off mm-hmm. while she's giving her this read. In the office, child. She is. And she's showing off that body yaddy. That body yaddy. <laughs> See, if it was me, I'd be like, yo, I'm going to go to the bathroom and take it off, but it's yours now. Like, I won't take it off right here. I'll make sure I'll make sure I go to the bathroom first. So Maya takes her shirt off, and she storms out. Like, Joan, you just made your assistant upset. Don't you need an assistant? 
But I love the way the audience claps after the scene because it's well deserved. Mm-hmm. Shout out to friend of the podcast, Golden Brooks. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Maya should have been like, but you know what you didn't give me? This body. Okay. Mm. Homegrown. So, <laughs> so then she um, storms out and Joan just sits down and she just is like, oh my God. But Joan, come on, you did it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Next, we're over at Maya's house. They're getting ready for the wedding. Maya's not ready to come out yet. And everyone is gathered in the living room. So now they're doing the uh, wedding at her apartment. And everybody's hot because there's this thing in the apartment where the sun hits on one side. And you got to wait for it to go to the, to the west or something like that. It's mm-hmm. something weird. So everyone's burning up. You see William there with Lynn and Tony on his arm. Because mm-hmm. he's trying to catch a sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony's hair is looking amazing. I didn't even realize her hair. I didn't notice her hair. It was looking also, so good. Well, shout out to her hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so William's trying to use uh, sisters to catch most sisters, I guess. And <laughs> while they're waiting for the sun to pass, we they all realize they're talking a little bit. Joan's not there. She's not there. And they're assuming she's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So Maya's finally ready. And it is time to get this shit started. And the bridesmaids come out first. And this is something different. They don't have any music. There's no live band. Mm -hmm. Each bridesmaid is singing a few lines of Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. Mm -hmm. That is uh, Darnell and Maya's song. You'll probably hear that more than one time in the series. And... Each bridesmaid is actually singing a few lines of the song as they come down the aisle. And then once one comes down, the next one picks up where that one left off. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that choice, Etsy? Um, it's a very um, low-budget alternative. But I will <laughs> say, well say that them girls could sing, child. Oh, yes. They could sing. There's no, there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. It's just... It just seemed kind of... It, it, it just seems very, very, like, middle school. Like, un, unfinished. Yes. Almost like, yeah, like it might have been a rehearsal and y'all don't have the tape yet or y'all don't have the music yet, so y'all are just going to fill in by singing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what it seemed like. It didn't seem like there was any finality to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I get the... Look, listen, I get the dresses, fine, whatever. They're not my style, but I will let that rock. Probably the only thing I would change in this wedding is having these these people sing, you know. And then it's that like, just didn't seem for all of that. Right. Couldn't you just get one of the bridesmaids to be the singer? <laughs> True. You could have just had one of them stand off to the side <laughs> and just sing the whole song. Right. <laughs> but what I what I thought was weird was when all of the bridesmaids come through. And Maya's about to come through. The whole wedding starts to sing the song. They pick up where the girls left off and start singing the chorus. And not one of them decide to go into a harmony. (laughs) A whole room full of black folk. Nobody broke into alto, tenor, soprano. Nobody. Not one person. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Who sings in unison? Come on. The whites. That's who sings in unison. Because when (laughs) I was there, when I was watching the episode, I was already singing harmonies. So somebody in there... You know how we are when we get in a group. Be like, you got y- y'all got your parts ready and go. It's like we all know. So Maya's walking down the aisle, which is the hallway of her apartment. That's that's what it is. And she gets up to Darnell, and everyone stops singing. And she's like, "Why y'all stop singing?" And she turns around and sees that Joan has arrived. Mm-hmm. She has shown up regardless of the read that she received whenever it was she showed up to this wedding and Maya says oh hell no and Joan apologizes to Maya for her bitch assness I heard you I get it I'm sorry how'd you get the dress she wore me down Maya you know those lawyers and their double talk Mm -hmm. it's actually really sweet Super sweet. And so they have a little crying scene and everything. And uh, Joan apologizes and Maya says, you would think with all these Martha Stewart magazines that she reads that she would know 
the bridesmaids come before the bride. So she's like, the benefit of having an informal wedding is you get to start all over again. So they decide to start all over again. You know what I was thinking just now when I when I read that start all over again? I'm like, how is this different from the dress rehearsal? <laughs> the only thing that's different is y'all are wearing proper clothes. Like this all of this is a basically a dress rehearsal. That's what I'm saying. With, like, I'm not seeing any decorations and everything. Oh, there's nothing. Like it's very, <laughs> very hood. No music. It's small and cramped. Mad like, cramped. Everybody in that small ass apartment. Yeah. Girl, uh, can y'all just know, do this over at Joan's house? Yeah, if y'all don't if y'all wanna do it over and y'all done made up, right. why don't y'all just all get in the car right now? I'm saying. Head on over to Jones, where y'all got more space. Push out the, the, the couch and the TV or whatnot. And do it there. So y'all have somewhere to walk around. But No photographer, you know. nothing. Like, who gonna take your photo? <laughs> nothing. No videographer. Child. How are y'all gonna keep this moment forever? I don't know, child. So, they start all over. Joan walks back over, because she's wearing her dress, of course. Walks all the way back over, down the hallway, I guess, past the bathroom. And Joan walks out first and starts the song. Mm-hmm. And that's the the final before the final scene. In the last scene, uh, William has found himself a black girl. He's like, I found a girl, and she's black. I'm like, everybody at the wedding black, William. So you had to say that. <laughs> and uh, Lynn and Tony decide they're going to try to get Cuba and Kobe, rest in peace, to come back to the black side. Mm-hmm. Which oh, ends up so bad. Never happening. <laughs> <laughs> never happening. <laughs> So they must have failed. <laughs> Tony said that Lynn could get Cuba and Tony can get Kobe. <laughs> and we see Joan. She's sitting by herself and there's a fourth wall break. And she says, here she is again. Another bridesmaid. Never the bride. Hopefully one day her prince will come. Oh. And then... <laughs> what <laughs> it's so cringy it's just so desperate oh my god joan hey, it's joan that's not her last cringy desperate moment I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you that that won't be the last oh my god so then walks over jacuzzi <laughs> jacuzzi mm-hmm. and he asks her to dance he's like would you like to dance auntie joan and she's like, yeah. So then she gets up and starts dancing with Jolly Rancher. The end. Mm, that was a good so, episode. Yes. I just, oh, I love, I mean, we'll get into this. I think we might have the same oh hell yes moment. Yeah, mm, I think we might. Um, I think I think we might. Because we see Joan being, because she's the main character. She's she's the most, I, I want to say she's the most put together. Is she the most put together out of all the girls? No, Tony, t- Tony up there. Tony's up there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Because everything's based around her and her place, and everyone comes to her for advice, comes over her house, not knocking and shit. Even <laughs> William. Even William does. And, you know, we finally see Joan, like, just be treated like listen someone needs to tell you about yourself because mm-hmm. you're not as perfect as you try to make it seem like you are because you're a lawyer and your junior partner and everything you know mm-hmm. but what is your oh hell yes moment my oh hell yes moment is maya telling joan off in the office okay okay so we have the same one yeah it's just like <laughs> she taking off the shirt she telling her about her classes sways She's saying, yeah, girl, man. yeah, I don't make as much money, but my life is still rich in other ways. You better go the fuck Yes, off, that line the right there. I'm talking about. That line right there. I was like, what? And then she said something about the best of this wedding. Do you hear yourself? Yeah. Do you hear me? I, I'm apologizing. She said, do you hear me? Excuse me? <laughs> she said, knock if you buck. Like, she mentions the fact that her aunt can make the cakes and her mom can make the dresses. She got talent in her family. Mm-hmm. What you got, Joan? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they support her and want her to have the best wedding, regardless of what they think. They're there for her. Mm-hmm. Maya's saying so. she got soul. There's some soul over there. What you got, Joan? Yeah, Joan. We don't got to pay Martha Stewart. We do that shit on our own. Okay. We don't pay no white woman to do that shit. Booker T. Clayton. 
The fuck? Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I knew we'd align this week on the uh, Oh Hell Yes moment, because that was just, you can't deny that. Even the audience was like, I mean. clap, 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 clap. I don't think the audience has clapped over a scene yet. I'm not sure, but that was that was clap-worthy, definitely. Mm-hmm. Golden Brooks is such a versatile actress, too. I feel like she's so she underrated. Is. She's the so good. The comedy and the serious. Mm-hmm. Like, she can make you cry. She can make you laugh your ass off. And... If this was a different kind of show, that would have been her. I think that would have been her Emmy uh, scene for nomination. Definitely. If it was, you know, yeah. a little bit more um, <coughs> Claire. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Uh, so next week's episode, The Importance of Being Frank, will be uh, season one, episode 11. And I don't even, I didn't even look it up to see what it was about because I don't want to do that. I want to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, obviously, a long time ago and many times within the series, but I don't know them by name. I just, I just want to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, get ready for that next Wednesday and make sure you rate, subscribe and uh, leave a review if you haven't yet. And we will get to it uh, on the show. Uh, just to let you guys know, we record these a few weeks in advance, so... If we don't get to it right away, just know we will get to it. And this is also the first episode that we're doing after the election results. Shout out to President-elect Joseph Biden. Mr. Biden. And and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Come on. Stand up. Is she in the White House? Her name Kamala. And don't try to say it wrong. They be trying to be funny and say it wrong. They think they fucking funny. So how about you just call her Madam Vice President since you don't know how to pronounce her motherfucking name? How about that? Let's do that. You can say Harris, right? You can say that, right? Say that. Anyway, uh, so be safe, guys. Make sure you tell someone you love them. All right. Definitely. But anyway, until then, until I see you next week, I am Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. Meet us back here and we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.